I'm walking you through my top 12 rookies for the 2023 fantasy football season. We'll, of course, hit this from a dynasty angle, but I will be talking redraft along the way. So this is an all-encompassing fantasy football rookie mock draft video. The Fantasy Football Show, it begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Okay, so every time I mention someone, I'm going to do my very best to hit it from a dynasty angle, but also speak to the redraft because we're drafting these rookies in redraft, we're drafting these rookies in dynasty, we're drafting them in best ball. I might try and mix best ball into the mix as well. Actually, I will mix best ball into the mix. But no matter what we're looking at, Dynasty, Redraft, your Grandma League, your Shark League, where you think you've got the toughest league in the world, and you say, Smitty, my league's smart. It's hard to do things in my league. I can't. Everyone thinks their league's the best, Bob. But let me tell you what is absolute. Bijan Robinson is the number one overall player in fantasy football, rookie rankings, rookie evaluation, maybe even dynasty overall. Yeah, you heard me. I might draft Bijan number one overall in a dynasty startup that includes everybody, the vets and the rookies together. This is the next Ladanian Tomlinson meets Saquon Barkley meets uh, Nick Chubb. He's a pure runner. He's strong. He can catch. He can change directions and hit that next gear after he hits the hole and makes two or three defenders miss. His combine will raise his draft stock, which currently is in a weird spot. I say that because he's kind of sitting in in a in a limbo territory where you have a lot of people, a lot of scouts projecting him top 10. And then you have the old minds, the old dogs that say, oh, running backs don't go early. We know that, Bob. But Smitty, no one takes a running back early. That is true, except for Bijan, or maybe except for Bijan. Now, if Bijan doesn't go out and blow away everybody at the Combine, his workouts, his pro day, whatever, then it's possible he slips out of the the concept of being a top 10 running back in today's climate where running backs don't go, but maybe somewhere near the bottom of round one and most of them in round two. The running back is devalued, but Bijan is different. Bijan is special. And if he increases his overall value across the league with scouts and teams and, and everybody else in the media to drive home some of that that hype, which will affect everybody, team scouts, teams will be affected by hype. The more a guy's talked about, the more everybody starts you know, inquiring and then they know that they can't, the cat's out of the bag. So with Bijan, It'll be very important what happens with his his combine performance and uh, and his pro day, his workouts. Does he go as high as 7, 8, 9, 10? And this is Bijan Rowe. This is where I believe Bijan's got the most likelihood to go early, if he goes early, to these spots. Raiders might be without Josh Jacobs. They may franchise tag Josh Jacobs at a, at a measly 10 mil. For a running back, that's a pretty good price. So they could franchise tag him at 10 mil. The franchise window opened on the 21st of February. It closes on March Seven. So we'll know what's going on with the Raiders running back situation. The Falcons could be very tempted to take Bijan there, even though they have Tyler Algier. But I, I think this pick gets moved in a Lamar Jackson deal, which I'll talk about later in a separate video because I have a lot of ideas around this Falcons offense and fantasy football uh, team construction. Carolina would definitely take a peek under the hood. And the Philadelphia Eagles, can you imagine if they had the balls to draft Bijan Robinson at 10? How scary the offense, the entire team would be walking into 2023. Bijan's a difference maker. This is like when Adrian Peterson was passed on by a handful of teams his rookie year because of of team need. Generational talent, beyond generational talent like Bijan at the running back position, trumps any team need. I'm not saying a team that has JT would want to take him. I'm not saying the Jets 
Jets with Brees Hall need to take him. But when you have a player like DeAndre Swift, when you have a player like even Algier, who we love, even a player like uh, Damian Pierce, who we love, we, we called his rise last year. Those guys are amazing players. I love them if no competition's brought into the equation. But if you are one of these clubs, you take Bijan. You don't hesitate. You take him. That's my scouting analysis. But obviously, I'm not in charge of these situations. So we are at the mercy of the decision-making of some of these clubs. So is there a shot that Bijan falls into this range right here? Yeah, Detroit at 18 might take him. The Chargers at 21 would be crazy not to with the thunder and lightning approach that they had success with in the past. And they need to do something different in in LA anyway. Houston, as I mentioned, Baltimore at 22. If they're rebuilding and they get rid of Lamar, or even if they don't, they may want to use that 22 pick on Bijan to help support Lamar and, and get back to the ground and pound that they've been trying to implement for a couple years now unsuccessfully because they lean on their quarterback for about 180 to 200 totes a, a season, which gets Lamar hurt. Lamar's been hurt two years out of the last three. Lamar's a bust in Baltimore until they do something different. Bijan might be something different. That might turn my mind around in terms of projecting success or failure for Lamar in Baltimore but I do like I mentioned earlier I think this draft pick right here is headed to Baltimore with a couple others at least three first rounders in exchange for Lamar Jackson who's going to Atlanta in my opinion in my my hope at least so that Kyle Pitts and Drake London can catch footballs from Lamar and Lamar can go from a bus candidate for me to a potential monster situation matters a lot but imagine Philly with this man Bijan Robinson we don't know if Bijan's going to slip down into the teens or even the early early 20s it's possible no matter what way you spin it this guy's the 1.1 no matter what way you spin it i see based on the eye test that he is the next lt or barkley and it doesn't really matter if the stats didn't support it but the stats do support it do you know what i'm saying because sometimes an eye test can be more powerful than stats sometimes stats can be overwhelmingly powerful over the eye test maybe a player got injured or in the case of jackson smith and jigba who we'll talk about in a minute he didn't play 2022 he played four games he didn't do anything in 2022 strike that he played three it was very disappointing with a hamstring injury and so you have to look at his 2021 season in college, which was amazing. Big 10 history record wide receiver performance. My point being that sometimes you have to go heavy on stats. Sometimes you have to go heavy on eye tests. Sometimes you have to go heavy on a combination. And a lot of people sometimes say to me, and I don't I don't know why I get coined this. I think because I do a lot of bull predicting, but people oftentimes will say, Smitty, I know you're not a stat guy. You're more of a just gut instinct guy. Uh, but I like this. I am a stat guy. I am a stat guy. I'm a gut instinct guy. But I'm also a stat guy. I do a combination. Sometimes a lot of the stats are moving behind the scenes in my head because I know them. And then I start talking about the intangibles and the things that I feel, the gut instinct that I have. Because the gut instinct that I have ultimately is driven off of stats sometimes. Or or sometimes, like in the case of Arian Foster, when I predicted his rise on NBC Sports Radio back in, what, 2010? Arian Foster. He's a guy we've been recommending people reach for in the fourth and fifth round in most drafts. I see nothing but big things for this guy, and he's my monster breakout uh, prediction for 2010. I said two games I watched. There wasn't a lot to go on from college, some, but I watched two games in week 16 and week 17 back then in 2010. That's all I watched, the two games. No, I mean, you didn't have anything else to look at. He was a, he was an undrafted free agent, right? He, he emerged in week 16 and week 17. And after watching those two games, I went on NBC Sports Radio and I said, this guy is going to be a top five overall running back 
top five overall player in fantasy football 2010. And he was a sixth, seventh, and eighth round pick, depending on when you drafted early on versus uh, as you crept into near August. He was about a fifth round pick. And all I had was two games. Sometimes in the predictive business, you do have to go off pure gut instinct and you have nothing else to go on sometimes you get a combination of everything in the case of Bijan, we have a mix of everything to support what i'm saying 6.3 yards per carry with a 4.3 coming after contact amazing numbers that's in 2022 even dating back to high school this guy rushed for 2,000 yards three straight times with a whopping 13.7 yards per carry average was rated a four-star recruit by espn coming into college and a, and a five-star by 24 7 sports his freshman year, he played about nine games, ran for about 700 yards, just getting going. Sophomore season, 2021. Not this past college season, but the one prior. The guy ripped off 1127 on 195 carries. That's 5.8 yards a pop. 11 TDs, 26 receptions wasn't bad for for about 300 yards in 2022. He ran the ball 258 times for 1580 on the ground, 6.1 yards a pop, 18 touchdowns, a long of 79, 19 receptions, 314 receiving and two TDs receiving. He could have been used more, but as as I pointed out and alluded to all last offseason when people had a problem with Kenneth Walker's college receiving production, you have to use your eyeballs. Bijan Robinson is an amazing receiving back. He has great hands. At the pro level, if he's drafted into an environment that's going to utilize him as a three-down back, he's going to be a three-down back. There's no concern at all about his receiving ability just because he pulled in 26 receptions and 19 receptions, which is not bad in college anyway. But if anybody thinks those numbers mean he can't be a a 55, 65, even 70 reception back at the next level, he can be. The best way I can describe Bijan is smooth, well-oiled machine, power, precision, and a Ladanian Tomlinson type feel when he's knifing through a hole and getting the yardage and and creating missed tackles along the way. He is so powerful and smooth at the same time. You can only think of LT when you describe him or a combination of LT and Barkley. My number one overall rookie pick in a a 2023 mock draft and obviously real draft if you have one coming up. And my number one tied with Brees Hall dynasty running back in fantasy football 2023 dynasty rankings go forward. Now I might draft Jamar Chase or, or Justin Jefferson at one in a dynasty startup if I want to go wide receiver heavy, depending on the, the league size, if it's a three wide receiver league. If I feel like people are going to gobble up wide receivers, that's that's the direction I could go. But I would take Bijan at number one overall in a dynasty startup that included all the rookies, that included all the veterans. I'm not scared to take Bijan number one in dynasty, and it's not a reach. I don't care if it's a couple picks earlier than some people might take them. Doesn't matter. You reach for your guy at a certain point. Now, in redraft, is he a top five running back as, as a rookie? I say, yeah. Do you have to take him inside the top five overall in a in a redraft startup as of this moment right now on February 24th? No, you do not. In fact, if you take Bijan inside the top five because you get excited about my video, you're not paying attention. He's going around eight to 14 overall in current redraft mock drafts and best ball drafts. So if you've got to reach about seven or eight, that's not crazy. You're not wasting opportunity, making sure he's your first drafted player, but at the tail end or middle to tail end of the first round. But don't get overly excited and start getting in your own way and start ruining his ADP and contributing to that drive of his value up into the into the top five or six overall in redraft. 
don't contribute to that. But know that I am totally 100% okay with you taking Bijan Robinson as your first drafted player in round one, in redraft, in best ball, his rookie year, but but as close to the 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 as possible, 100% Smitty approved. You've just been Smitty approved. I know, I, I know. Smitty, what if his ADP does climb? to five or six would you recommend i take them absolutely but only if it climbs to that value don't try and pretend that it's there when it's not you are doing yourself a disservice drafting him in a redraft too high dynasty number one overall pick number two is a clear and easy choice for me and that is Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is the closest thing that we've seen to to Alvin Kamara since Alvin Kamara came out of college. And I know a little something about Alvin Kamara, and I have a little bit of authority and ability to speak on this and and tell you who the next Alvin Kamara is because I called Alvin Kamara, and I called him a top five running back on my bold predictions on the fantasyfootballshow.com. Year-round rankings bold predictions, text advice, the trade calculator. I've been dropping bold predictions professionally on CBS and NBC Sports Radio for the 19 years that I was on radio on the longest radio show, fantasy football radio show in the world. And on said radio show, your boy dropped Alvin Kamara as a rookie before he had taken a snap really after the NFL draft when he landed in a in a what was then cloudy situation in New Orleans where people said I don't know if he can get out of this cloudy situation for one number two he's too small and while we don't like Kamara now Kamara's on the decline he's going to get suspended that's a whole mess but predicting Alvin Kamara was a pretty tall order given his size given his cloudy situation given that in fantasy football rookie drafts like this he was typically around six seven in his rookie class to most people and I had him as a top five overall dynasty fantasy football running back on record this guy is the next alvin Kamara. he is jameer gibbs and he does everything Kamara does and in some ways he may do some of it better after playing two seasons at the college level he transferred to alabama played 11 games he ran for 850 on 136 attempts at 6.3 a pop seven touchdowns no fumbles and he caught 42 passes for 378 yards 42 passes in college on 11 games is extra impressive and as i alluded to earlier when you're looking at these uh these stats here no thousand yard seasons in 2022 he had the 926 and the seven rushing touchdowns, the 44 receptions for 444 yards and the three TDs. Obviously, a, a tremendous amount of total yards uh, in each of the last two seasons. The Georgia Tech season before he transferred, 746 and 465 in terms of the yardage. But some might be like, he hasn't had a thousand yard season, Smitty. Again, like I alluded to earlier, you need to have some gut instinct involved with some of the statistics and you need to be able to connect the dots and kind of close the gaps. And this guy, Jameer Gibbs, in the right spot and I think he will be in the right spot is a top maybe five to ten running back let's keep the range top ten but I think it's as high as five and when you look at potential landing spots he fits the bill for the traditional running back value which would be tail end of round one right because Bijan's the only running back that's going to temporarily not not long term the running back values will regress back to late first round after Bijan if Bijan even breaks that mold temporarily but where Gibbs is going to fall it's Dallas it's Buffalo it's Cincy it's Philadelphia it's maybe even KC but Philly would be a dangerous spot Philly if they get Bijan or they get 
Jameer Gibbs at 30. Philly's back in the Super Bowl if they draft Bijan at 10 or they draft Jameer Gibbs at, at 30. They're too explosive. They help keep defenses so honest that either that running back's going to destroy defenses because defenses are too consumed by trying to shut down Jalen Hurts or it's going to open up Jalen even more. But I love Buffalo, Cincy, uh, Philly. Those are all amazing spots for Jameer Gibbs. And if he falls into the very top of round two, kind of like Javante did because running backs outside of Bijan could fall into the tail end of round one or the top of round two. He could have a great landing spot as well. Next, Alvin Kamara. Easily my number two overall rookie running back. And in Dynasty, I would take him as high, easily take him as high as round two. If you need to use ADP to your advantage, we fully don't even know where his Dynasty ADP is settling. In redraft, he's a, a, a five to six round pick. Don't reach any higher. Don't say, well, Smitty loves this guy. I'm taking him around four because I want him. Don't do it. He's got a 5.5 to 6.5. 780p in redraft in best ball on underdog fantasy promo code smitty they match up to 100 in your first deposit link is in the description but when we're drafting on underdog he's falling to 5.5 5.7 5.9 6.5 don't take him as your fourth drafted player you could win your best ball league on the drafting of gibbs outside of your top four drafted players make him your top five or six drafted player and you got a great shot at winning your league if this guy becomes what i think he could become easily my 1.02 jameer gibbs let's go you've just been smitty approved now while a lot of people think the wide receiver class is phenomenal i'm gonna say something that might make some people roll their eyes this wide receiver class is not the 2022 wide receiver class proof by the moon men list for 2023 look at this bad boy it's loaded with wide receivers from last year's draft class though the sophomore wide receivers are legit and they consume a big amount of the 2023 moon men here on the channel the moon men dropping loads in outer space just adding Drake London to the mix recently. Pickens, you got Watson. Space Moses. You got Garrett Wilson and Olave. Garrett Wilson and Olave and Watson, in my opinion, and London. I mean, I have to include them all. They all have top 10 wide receiver upside. And while you might say, Smitty, how are they all in the top 10? Changing of the guard. The youth of fantasy football is swapping out with the old dogs, and it's across all positions. QB, tight end, wide receiver, running back. Take a look at the top 15 overall players. They're all young players. Not only are they the now redraft players, but they're also the future, the dynasty guys. These are two top 10 running backs. London, Garrett Wilson, Olave, maybe even Christian Watson. Those are all top 10 wide receivers, and some of the old dogs are going to fall out. The Mike Evans, the Godwins. I'm all about building off of the now in even Dynasty because I think too many people think four or five years down the road but the crazy part about this moment in time in fantasy football is that now is the future it's almost all-encompassing my number three overall is Zach Charbonnet who I think could be one of the top 10 overall players especially top 10 running backs in redraft 2023 Imagine how much I love Zach Charbonnet and Dynasty if I'm telling you that all three of these guys could be top 10 running backs in 2023 redraft. Now, just to get this out of the way, take Charbonnet and redraft at about round eight, mid seven to, to eight, preferably eight to nine. Don't go taking Charbonnet at what could constitute a top 10 overall running back draft selection. You're not paying attention if you are using this video to elevate guys way too high you have to draft around adp and take advantage of it and charbonnet and redraft as a 7.5 to 9.5 adp and redraft you can win a league off this guy in round eight you can win a league off gibbs 
in round number five and a half to six and a half. You could ruin your upside taking Gibbs in the third round or top of four because you get excited about my video. Okay, redraft out of the way. Dynasty, borderline second, third round turn. I, I guess. We don't know yet. We don't have ADP data for Dynasty startups yet that, that make a lot of sense because the, the landing spots for these guys will change everything. And so we're kind of guessing at this point. We also don't have a lot of data. The Super Bowl just happened. We're in February still. So when you have little data, you have thousands of drafts instead of, you know, 40,000 drafts to look at, your data is going to be a little off. Not to mention you go on any mock draft tool right now if you're not going on best ball underdog fantasy where people are actually paying good money to draft so the ADP at least for redraft because there's no dynasty but the redraft ADP is absolute fire and on the money because people are putting skin in the game uh so $100 bonus match up to $100 bonus match dollar for dollar if you deposit 50 they'll give you 50 if you deposit 100 they'll give you 100 promo code smitty link in description do best ball drafts right now with the rookies included these are live drafts these are best ball 2023 drafts so all those drafts generate a great ADP and that's why that's how I know that Charbonnet has a seventh round ADP that's how I know Gibbs has a for sure five and a half to six round ADP. What we don't know is in Dynasty because we have very little data and it's a guessing game. But Charbonnet, I imagine in a Dynasty startup, somewhere around the top of three would be a steal, your third drafted player. Gibbs could be your second drafted player. Bijan could be your first drafted player. I'm not saying draft all three of these guys, although I'm not against that at all. I'm merely telling you where their ADPs fall. And Charbonnet, let me just tell you this. Zach Charbonnet is the most difficult running back to tackle in college football. In 2022 at UCLA, Zach Charbonnet ran for 1359, 14 touchdowns, caught 37 receptions for 321. Year prior, when I thought he was coming out and I ranked him as my number three rookie running back last year behind Walker and Brees Hall, he had 1137 and 13 TDs, was my my surprise monster running back three. He returned to college. I was brokenhearted. I said, oh, guys, wait, just wait. He'll come back. Entering into the 2023 NFL draft, and look at him now. He's still running back three, but he's got the upside. I'm just telling you this right now. He has the upside to be the number one running back in this entire draft class if he fell into, let's say, the the Eagle landing spot or the Buffalo Bills or, or somewhere we mapped out as an ideal landing spot for these two guys. Zach Charbonnet is a workhorse. Zach Charbonnet on 195 attempts averaged seven. 7.0 yards per carry. If you have never seen this guy run the football, I plead, I plead with you to pull up YouTube footage right after this video and watch the guy run. He cannot be tackled. Not by one guy, not by two guys. Even when the first and second guy get together and try and tackle this guy, it's merely to slow him down so the third and fourth guy can pile on top of him and they can finally not even drag him into the ground, maybe push him out of bounds. He is so hard to tackle. I promise you, if you've not seen footage of this guy, you're going to come back to me in the comments and say, Smitty, I can't believe how good this guy looks. He might actually be the running back one in this rookie class. I can't tell you how many times people do that. And if you don't think Zach Charbonnet is the real deal, put it in the comments. I want to hear it. I want to read why you think Zach Charbonnet is not going to be a top 10 running back at the next level because everything I see when I watch him visually the stats are all there we have all the data we need but when I watch him visually the eye test it tells me that it's Nick Chubb meet Saquon Barkley. He runs harder than any running back I've seen and I love Bijan. I talked up how hard and strong and aggressive Bijan runs smooth. This guy runs harder than anybody I've seen. He is Derrick Henry meets Nick Chubb 
meet Saquon Barkley. He stands uh, six foot one, 220 pounds. He's a monster. He's the prototypical build for a workhorse back. 226-1. Excellent size, excellent power, excellent vision, amazing hands. He has everything you want in a running back. All he needs is someone to believe in him, and I think they will. I think his combine is going to look amazing. His pro days, his workouts are going to vault his value into the 2-3 range for running backs taken off the board in the 2023 NFL draft. And if he lands in the right place, the sky's the limit. He's a top 10 running back. Smitty approved at my number three spot and a steal at number three. You've just been Smitty approved. Okay, now here's where it gets crazy. And, you know, we've got Tucker, we've got we've got Kendra Miller, we've got uh, Bigsby at running back still on the, the top 10 board. We got Jackson Smith and Jigbo, we got Jordan Addison, we got Quentin Johnston. We got Zay Flowers, one of my favorites in this draft. Who's the 1.4? I think the safest move is to rank Jackson Smith and Jigba here because he'll probably have the best opportunity and the most belief that he's a, a legit, you know, wide receiver one for his team. I'm not saying Johnston won't be drafted like in Baltimore to be the number one. And let's say they keep uh, Lamar. This would be a great fit for Lamar to get Johnston. He's like a big, he's like a glorified tight end in, in a sense that plays wide receiver. A DK Metcalf, if you will. A lot of DK Metcalf compared he looks as big as DK. He doesn't weigh as much, but he, he definitely has the wingspan. He's a monster. So he could be a wide receiver one for a team for sure. But he's a little more raw. This guy is going to be looked at as a wide receiver one. Not saying he will for sure get drafted to a team that only has, you know, one mediocre wide receiver and he's the clear cut one. He could go somewhere like Jamison went to Detroit. So you had St. Brown and Jamison Williams. He could go somewhere and share the wide receiver one role. I'm not saying that can't happen, but he's probably got the most belief across the league circles. Uh, to land in the best spot or opportunity, I'd imagine. And he looks amazing. His his route running is unmatched. He's he's precise. He doesn't have top end speed, but guess what? He reminds me a lot of Cooper Cup. And I don't know that he'll ever reach Cooper Cup's level, but he could. In the right spot, he could. And his 2021 season was the best season in Big Ten history. And might I remind everybody that when he had his breakout, record-breaking, best wide receiver season in Big Ten history in 2021, guess what two wide receivers were on his team in the lineup when he had that big year? Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. You heard me right. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, two guys on my moon men list. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. This guy... And this guy, both top 10 wide receivers in my book for 2023 Space and beyond. Both of those monsters were on Jackson Smith and Jigba's squad in the lineup as starters when he dropped that 2021 campaign. So that's ultra impressive. I'm not saying that makes him better than Alave and Garrett Wilson because he's not in my book. Those are two top 10 wide receivers. This guy's going to be borderline 8 to 12 for the future, maybe 12 to 15 as a rookie, depending on where he goes. But I'm just making a point that this guy did amazing things. And Garrett Wilson's called him one of the best athletes he's ever seen. So that's a great compliment from Garrett Wilson. Now, Addison is probably right here. Uh, Johnston is probably right here. Addison he reminds me of, of a guy that could become A.J. Brown or he could become Justin Blackman or A.J. Brown or become Kevin White or Corey Davis. You know, it, it, like he he's on the verge of both. He's smaller, but look at Devontae Smith. Everybody said Devontae Smith won't develop. He's too small. He'll get manhandled at the line of scrimmage. And this guy doesn't even look small when you watch him on, on film. Devontae looks skinny. This guy doesn't even look skinny. He looks really, really built, but he is he is very small. Addison's 175 pounds. He's six foot zero. So he's tall 
but he, he's very slender, very Devontae Smith-like. So given that Devontae had, had success, I'm not too worried about that, but he still has some vibes of being the next A.J. Brown or being the next Corey Davis. So it's, it's kind of concerning to put him here, but he's so talented and he had such a big 2021. It's hard not to. And while I love Johnston, who stands at, at six foot four. 215 pounds will probably run a sub 4440 while I want to put him at the, the the number one or number two wide receiver spot. He's a little raw and he's coming off a, a barely thousand yard season. So 1060, 1069, six TDs, 60 receptions, but um, he's still developing in his route running. He runs pretty good routes considering his size and, and he's quick off the line. I like I like all three of these wide receivers. The one guy, and, and we haven't gotten back to an RB yet, and we're certainly not going to go QB or tight end yet, but Tucker and Kendra Miller are definitely in the mix here. I want everybody to know that. But Zay Flowers is a guy that I just have a tough time not putting right here. So he kind of went three RBs, three wide receivers. But Zay Flowers could be the number one wide receiver in this draft class. I think after his combine, after he starts, you know, impressing people across the board in all categories and starts making a name for himself as just being so elusive and electric. Steve Smith, Antonio Brown meets Steve Smith is kind of what Zay Flowers looks like and reminds me of. And there's a real good shot that he's so impressive at the combine across all categories that he vaults up to the number one ranked wide receiver in the 2023 NFL draft class. So be prepared for a huge rise in value. Right now, you can get him here. Right now, I I tell you I rank them here, but with the the uh, thought process that if I'm on the clock, I might actually draft him as the first wide receiver off the board um, and say throw ADP to the wind because it's arguable at this point. So just know that quietly, this is my number one, but be careful how you rank him and get away with what you can now. Sean Tucker, because we don't know if he'll for sure get a starting gig, this guy ranks around 1.8, which is an absolute steal. And if you've got a 1.6 to 1.8, you're pretty much assured you're going to get Sean Tucker unless he lands in the best running back spot and everybody starts hyping him up. Guy's a former track star. Um, Some say he doesn't have the best top end speed i don't really i don't really get that because he is a track star <laughs> but but we'll see what his 40 time is if he's a sub 4-4 that's that's all you need he could run the fastest 40 time or a chain could run the fastest 40 time it could be between tucker and a chain to run the you know top you know two to three 40 time once his 40 times confirmed and he proves he's track and field fast still <laughs> he's so quick when you watch him on the field he's built like a tank He's 205 pounds, 5'10". I'm looking at a projected 40 time of 4.54. See, that's what I'm saying. It's weird. Some of his 40 times are ranked very low, but the guy has a track background. So I'm pretty confident that he'll be like a 4.4 minimum, but he could be sub 4.4. But he had 1,000 yards on the ground in 2022. 11 touchdowns, 36 receptions for 254. The same thing with some of the wide receivers. The 2021 season was better than the 2022. He played 12 games in 2021, rushed for an amazing 15 15 on the ground, 1,500 yards on 247 carries, 6.1 a pop, 12 TDs, one fumble, and 18 receptions for 249. Guy is absolutely electric. And if Sean Tucker gets into a an amazing situation, like some of the situations we mapped out, like Cincinnati or Buffalo or Philly, then Tucker to the moon. Um, he's so, so electric. Kendra Miller is kind of my sleeper uh, running back of this entire class in terms of like you're, you're not going to force yourself to take them early um, like Charbonnet, Gibbs, Bijan, even Tucker. I could see myself in, in the right environment where I need an RB taking him at the 1.4. I love Tucker that much. Flowers taking him at the 1.4. Kendra is falling. 
And Kendra Miller, if you watch him run, he looks like beast mode. He looks like Marshawn Lynch. And maybe he doesn't get drafted into the perfect, most ideal situation, which is why he kind of lingers right around here. But if he finds an amazing home or impresses so much at his pro day, which he very well could, or at the combine, uh, he could climb into the number four running back spot or the top six overall in a, in a rookie-only mock draft. So know that his value could climb. And I love Kendra Miller. He's a super big-time sleeper, as is Bigsby. So the 10, uh, the 11, and then the 12, you could say uh, Mayer, the first tight end off the board. Very talented. Talented guy, probably a top eight to twelve dynasty tight end right out of the out of the gate. But the 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 rookie tight ends do evolve very very slowly. My sense with rookies at the tight end position is that I kind of swoop in after year one, and when they have kind of a mediocre year one, but you kind of know which rookie tight end's gonna break out and which one's looking to develop. That's when I come in in a trade, or that's when I come in in you know dynasty startup that year and see a sophomore tight end coming in. I rank number one in the entire fantasy industry in tight end draft rankings for 2021, 2020, and 2019 average. So all three years combined, I am number one according to fantasy pros in tight end rankings. And I'm telling you, my process is not to bank on rookies exploding at the tight end position. It's to identify coming out of year one, which ones do have that promise. And sometimes it's like, it could be Musgrave, uh, you know, the third ranked tight end from this group. You don't really know. Mayer's probably the top guy from this class, but the value is going to be trading for him, going after him, coming into his sophomore year when he doesn't have quite the the rookie year that, that you expect. Kyle Pitts had the best rookie year in the history of fantasy football tight ends. And, and, and look how his sophomore year went. So we just don't know what's going to happen with Mayer. They just, the tight end position is tough to translate immediately. It's kind of like the way wide receivers used to be back in the day. Like the Larry Fitzgerald days when he came in as a rookie. You get 704. 700 yards, four touchdowns was the best a rookie wide receiver was ever going to do at the NFL level. And in fantasy, you were laughed at if you even drafted and redraft a rookie wide receiver ever. The tight end position is kind of similar in that it, it takes a couple years. So for me, given my experience with tight end predictions and breakouts, it's better to wait on this position and to swoop in and, and find the Hawkinson his sophomore year. And no one in the fantasy industry, according to fantasy pros, ranked TJ Hawkinson higher than I did his breakout year. And it's because of my process and how I attacked the tight end position that I was able to identify that he was the one. And and everybody liked him coming into the draft, but then the rookie season soiled the 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 intrigue and the excitement and then people start giving them away maybe they're gonna fail so you know my my 10 11 12 it's kind of just a mix between these guys i do like uh bryce young as a potential you know 10 overall or you could put him at like 13 or 14 it really is a mixed bag i think ultimately at the 10 spot i put bigsby there because he's an rb i'd probably put uh i'd probably put young or stroud at that uh 11 and 12 and and mayor at the 13 spot if i was to rank these but this is my 2023 top 12 overall rookies for the 2023 redraft dynasty best ball seasons we're doing it live we talked about it all now get on over to the fantasyfootballshow.com and get the rookie rankings and bold predictions and all the stuff that i got going on over there i got one-on-one text device trade calculators i entered the fantasy football industry in 2003 because no one had a trade calculator an instant based trade calculator and i wanted an instant based trade calculator and so your boy smitty came into the business and developed one And I've been in this business ever since, trying to solve problems, trying to be bold, trying to be ahead of the curve. And so ultimately, your boy Smitty's here to solve problems. I work for you. 
That's why I'm live Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern every single Monday through Friday. That's why I'm live whenever news breaks. So if news breaks and you're like, oh, I wonder what's going on with this. Just, oh, Smitty's live. Let me go check out Smitty's evaluation of what just transpired on Newswires. And I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at about midnight Eastern pretty much every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, doing live drafts, doing breaking news shows, doing mock drafts. I will see you all at the 7 p.m. show. Now go get Charbonnade, will you? Get Charbonnade. Pop open a nice bottle of Charbonnet.